Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Well, you're welcome to Hallelujah. The last Thursday of Family Month. We thank God for what God uh, has been doing throughout this month. And we pray that uh, everything we discuss will remain permanent in us. Let us pray. Our precious Father, we are so much grateful, Lord, for what you've been doing for us throughout this month. We are celebrating our family month. Thank you for all the discussion, the children, Father, that you have used to bless us. Father, we commit to this uh, program into your hands and we pray, Lord, Father, that uh, all our discussion today, all the questions today, all the answers today, Father, that everything, Father, we are going to do today will be done out of love. And let there be peace, Lord, because this is what you want. That every question that will be asked, asked today and answered today will, be, will bring you glory. I will bless your children. Thank you, and we we'll give you the praise. As we continue with this family month on Sunday, Father, I will commit everything into your hands, Lord. Pray that uh, you continue to, to be with us. Pray that uh, everything, Father, we have run, Father, will, will be a fruit in us. That we all run with it, and we continue to give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Good evening, uh, brothers and sisters. We thank you for, for uh, tuning in today. Uh, today. Today's fellowship will be question and answer. And open mic as well. So we encourage you uh, today to post all your questions and either on YouTube or on Zoom. But tonight we have some questions that we'll answer. Uh, these these questions and answers were recorded uh, during the uh, events that we had already. So we want we we ask you to post if you have more questions or you didn't send us any question to post it on either YouTube or Zoom. Tonight, um, we're going to answer questions um, that of things that we treated. On day one, we dealt with mental health. And on day two, we dealt with apology and forgiveness. Uh, day three, we, we did um, mental health again. And on day four, we, we talked about healthy living. And today is question and answer. So we're going to start off with what we have already. And I'm going to call on Chibuzo, Dr. Chibuzo, to tell us. There's a question that came up. It says, how much water is recommended for a person to drink per day when he was treating the um, healthy living? So go right ahead and answer the question. Um, so that, that's a good question. You know, um, I think for most people, we don't drink enough water, you know, especially in, in the 
in this society. Um, everyone is of a different weight, a different height, you know, size. Um, I think general uh, recommendation would be to um, drink about half a gallon to one gallon of water daily. If, if anyone is doing this, they're doing a good job. You know, there are some people, you know, you look at someone like Tom Brady, you know, uh, quarterback in football, he drinks more than a gallon of water daily. And, you know, these are one of the things that help to maintain his youthfulness. Um, but I, I think, um, generally speaking, if you're able to do half a gallon of water to uh, one gallon of water a day, you're, you're, you're doing a good job. Awesome question. Awesome answer. So, the second question is this. I, I know we're just warming up, but uh, um, right now, I'm just going to give uh, um, the presenter some opportunity to um, give their answers. Uh, we're talking about apology and forgiveness. And so, there's a question that came up. Uh, came up. They say, how do we teach our children to apologize? so that it will become a second nature in the adult life. So Sister Esther has to answer this. If she may, if she may, yeah. So, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, yeah, to that question, you know, um, I think we all know the, the word of God that says, train a child the way he should go. In Proverbs 22, verse 6, Train a child the way he should go, and when he grows, he will not depart from it. And then we as parents of the children, uh, the book of Titus 2.7 tells us to lead by example. So in all that we do, we have to do things, you know, to show the children that it's good to, uh, to apologize. Like when you wrong your own child, you will not feel too big and say because it's a child and then you lord it over the child. So start teaching the children that it's good to apologize. Start teaching them also that it's good to forgive. Okay? And when they do something, don't take it too hard on them. You have to tell them you're forgiving them. So we start from the beginning to do that. And they will grow used to it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So now... um. If you have a comment, please raise your hand. You can raise your hand or you can uh, type in in the chat in YouTube. So we know that you want to comment on any question that was asked. So right now, um, I saw our pastor, Pastor Manu. Um, uh, can you comment on this, Pastor? I think you were trying to make a comment. Oh, sorry. I was trying to uh, ask uh, if... Uh doctor can also uh, make it easier for us to measure what a gallon of water half a gallon looks like because we don't you know we don't have measurements so we make sure we're drinking that enough so like how many bottles if those who drink from bottles those who drink from uh, regular cups just 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 um uh, an estimate will help us so that we know that, okay, from now, this is the number of bottles. If I'm drinking from bottles, that will represent a gallon for me. Or if I'm drinking from these regular cups, 
this is about two cups three. We represent like half a gallon. So that way, those of us who are not too conversant with measuring things can easily catch uh, what is half a gallon for us. For us. Hello. So, um, I think a, so if you're, if you're measuring, you know, specifically one cup, um, one, one cup, uh, one measuring cup, you know, for in baking stuff or whatever, a normal glass of, you know, a, a normal cup would be two of those. You know what I mean? The the baking yeah. cup when you're you're measuring your flour or yeah. whatever. You know, one cup that that would be you. Generally speaking, a normal glass of water that would be two cups. You know, okay. so one gallon is considered sixteen regular cups. You know, you have to. I love my wife. She came into the room and's bringing me cups and bottles. <laughs> <laughs> All these different things to, to, to help, uh, you know, describe. But if, if you're drinking um, f four to eight tall cups of water a day, you're doing good. Okay. Yes. That makes it easier. Yeah. So, so, the, regular, so that, the regular bottles, four to eight every day. Yes. Not the big, there's the bigger one. <laughs> no, the if you, do the, the if you do the is it twelve ounce or sixteen ounce? Yeah, the regular one that the sixteen one. ounce. The regular bottle bottle is sixteen ounce. Yeah, I wish I I had something. Yeah, I think yeah. I think four I think four of those would be like half a gallon. I think eight of those is one gallon. Yeah, four, yeah. Sure, but I think four might. Be. Or at least five to make sure that somebody has. <laughs> I just want it because I want to start drinking. Okay, uh, no, I think that's I, that's a good idea. Yeah. I actually, idea for um, anybody who wants to like um, have like a guidance on like the measurement of water they want to drink a day. I actually ordered something from Amazon, and um, this is what it shows right here. Let me turn the camera. This is this is future Dr. James Okoli speaking. So right, right here it's it's a whole gallon. So okay, right here, it would show seven a.m. Good morning. Like I usually fill it up, and then by seven a.m. you drink up to here. Nine a.m. it says hydrate yourself. Eleven a.m. remember your goal. One p.m. keep chugging. Three p.m. feeling awesome. Five p.m. don't give up. Seven p.m. almost finished, and then by nine p.m. you did it. How, how large is Amazon? Is it ordered from Amazon? Yeah, Amazon. How okay, large so is that? One for me. This is a gallon. Yeah, I can get you one. Well, that's <laughs> a gallon. Oh wow, that's awesome. That's amazing. That's good. That's awesome. <laughs> so when you when you're drinking, it gives you like a little motivation each every two yeah. hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Anyway, Jimmy, don't worry. I'll get one. Don't worry. I'll get one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, put sure. your leg. I'll get one. Don't worry. <laughs> Okay, a gallon is considered 96, 96 ounces, so that's... Um, Can I contribute something to that, Dorothy's? Okay, I want to yield to Meg uh, to first. Uh, Meg, you have any, you raise your hand, please. Can you speak? 
unmute yourself, please. Hey, yeah, bro, Chris, it's not on this topic. I just want to contribute something after this topic. It's not on this particular topic. Okay, I'm okay. yielding That's to... That's why I put my hand down. Okay, I yield to Esther now to speak on... Uh, praise the Lord. Uh, yes, I, I was going to say, thank God that uh, our senior pastor already mentioned that we have to go a little bit, you know, easier so that people can know. But talking about how much you can drink, you know, one cup, the plastic cup that we use to drink water is 240 mils. So if you drink like eight of that in a day, I think you, you'll be covered. And we have to also remember that the adult intake of fluid is different from children's own. Because the elderly, you know, they don't like to drink fluid. But, uh, you know, what we learn tells us that the elderly should drink at least 1.5 and a half meals of fluid every day. And if they're not reminded, some elderly people don't want to drink water at all. So that's what I just wanted to chip in, that the bottled water that we are drinking, like from Costco, or uh, is like 500 meals. And if you drink like four or feet in a day, I mean, the elderly, this bottle of water, if you drink like four of it in a day, you're already getting 2,000 mils of fluid, which is more, is more than, you know, the 1.5 and a half, you know, um, liters that you should take. So that's what I wanted to just share. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you. There is a, a follow-up question about drinking water. Is there any advantage of drinking warm water versus cold water. Okay. Um, my, my understanding on this is that um, you want to do things that help to boost metabolism. You know, when I, when I last spoke um, last, last week, Thursday, you know, I talked a lot about that, that metabolism, you know, having a high metabolism uh, is helpful with um, um, weight loss and just general health, you know, keeping you healthy. Now, if you're, my understanding is that if you drink a cup of warm water, um, that warm water is working along with maintaining, maintaining um, uh, a high metabolism. Um, whereas if you're, if you're drinking cold water, it kind of cools things down in the body before the body now regains its uh, uh, initial temperature, you know. Um, so... I, I uh, concluded by saying that if you're drinking room temperature water, I think that's good. You know, that, that's solid. Um, I would rather that you drink cold water than for you to not drink any water at all. You know, some people struggle with drinking water, you know. Um, I'll also say I have not, I can't say that I've seen research that compares uh, drinking cold water to hot water. Um, but just generally thinking, you know, from my medical understanding, if, if you're taking, taking in warm things, it goes along with maintaining a high level of metabolism. Whereas if you put something cold in the body, that has to now be heated up to uh, the body's core temperature, um, which, which may possibly slow your metabolism down and then uh, uh, get it back to its uh, initial state. 
But the long and short of it is um, whether it's cold water or it's warm water, room temperature water, just make sure that you're getting in a good amount of it. That That's most important. Okay. So thank you very much for that answer. We, I have a Chioma right now. Um, yes. She wants Hello. to respond as well. Yes. Yeah. Hi. Good evening. My name is Chiomai Melakwane. Um, a lot of you guys are new faces to me, but um, I got to know about this forum through Pastor Uche. Um, I used to bring my kids um to Fountain Tat um Academy briefly before COVID pandemic hit. So just a brief introduction on who I am, because some of you might not be familiar with my face because um. I'm new, um, but I just wanted to um, add to that question because I feel like that last question about cool water versus warm water is extremely important. Um, me, prefer, me um, personally, I prefer warm water. And the reason why I say that is because now drinking water, like um, doctor already said, is um, beneficial in so many different ways, metabolism and what have you. But in the time especially during these times of pandemic and the COVID virus, warm water is extremely beneficial versus cold water because what warm water, cold water, what it does is it actually attracts the virus more than the warm water. And you'll notice too, you'll feel it. Like I know me personally, when I drink warm water, I do feel different than cold water. So cold water actually attracts the virus more so than warm water okay and that's why they call it cold virus that's why a lot of these viruses like flu virus covid virus what have you they tend to latch onto the lungs um when they have a cold atmosphere kind of thing so warm water makes it a lot better um to it makes you less susceptible to um getting those kind of viruses. So now more so than ever, um, I encourage everyone actually to kind of um, drink warm water, stay on the warm side. I actually, I tell that to my patients to, um, I encourage my patients to do so. And they do see the, they do see the, 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 the benefit of it. A lot of times as a human, you know, as human beings, you, you want to, you tend to gravitate towards the cold water, colder um, water, because, you know, it tastes better and all that, but in terms of putting ourselves to be less susceptible to the virus, I, I believe um, that the warm water is, um, is, is better than cold. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Chioma. Yeah, you're very welcome. Does anybody else have another comment regarding this, or I have to move on to the next question? I'll, I'll just say something really quick. Um, regarding temperature, um, it, what, what you're dealing with are viruses, okay? Whether it's cold virus or it's the COVID virus, they're viruses. And so, so with viruses, they're not attracted by how the temperature of the body is. It, it's more if you're in the winter, when, when it's cold, your immune system is not as robust as it is during the summer months. And so that's why you find that, you know, when you're in cold or you've been walking through a cold rain, you know, you come in, you start sneezing and all that kind of stuff. It's not so much because your body has now become a magnet to COVID viruses or cold virus or whatever. What 
it's more so because your immune system has kind of um, is not as is not as strong as it was uh, uh, when things are warm. You know what I what I was saying before with the drinking of water. It, when you drink when you drink cold water, it doesn't it doesn't um, uh, it's only a temporary cooling of the body. Remember I said that your core temperature still rises back to its initial state, you know? Um, it is, it is, that, that's why, so for example, you know, when someone has a cold, it's good to be drinking warm teas because that helps to, to ramp up the immunity, you know, one's immune system. It's not really, I just, I just wanted to make that correction that it's not really that when you drink cold things, you're attracting a virus. Do you follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so point of correction, I never, maybe it was maybe choice of words, but like I said, maybe, um, I'm not necessarily saying that drinking cold water, cause I see a, a chat here, um, that says, um, the temperature of the water has not been linked with increased viral load for any virus, including COVID. I never said that the temperature of water is linked to any virus. You understand what I'm saying? We don't know exactly about this virus. Only God in heaven is going to deliver us from this virus. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? And God is above COVID. But what I'm talking about, I'm not saying any temperature of water is linked to any virus. What I am saying is take it or leave it. There's a reason why even when you have any type of flu virus, even this COVID virus we're talking about, there's a reason why even physicians, even when you, one of my, my primary physician, he recommended doing steam therapy. There's a reason why they don't tell you to drink cold tea. There's a reason why they don't tell you to inhale cold water. There's a reason why they tell you inhale steam temperature. Now, it's a personal um, decision. You could decide to say, you know what? Forget about the um the the um the one what I'm gonna go for cold water. That's your personal choice. But I, I will tell you, I stand very strongly on that side. Warm water is absolutely much better than cold water. If you decide you don't want to do that, that's up to you. But I truly stand by that because there's a reason why even physicians will tell you steam therapy, hot steam um um inhalation helps with kind of settling the lungs and that kind of thing. So I'm not saying that one is linked to any virus. No one actually knows exactly what's linked to what. We're still all studying about this virus. So nobody's putting any association direct, you know, concrete associated with anything. Because only God knows about this virus, to be quite frank with you. But what I'm saying is... Thank you very much. I definitely will say the warm is definitely better than a cold. Absolutely. Yeah, thank thank you very much. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, I, I want to read that there are there are a lot of creeds, creeds. I wish of a novice. Let me something. Not yeah, the problem. Let me say something from the oh, our crowd. Please okay. listen for a minute. Mm-hmm. Both of them are right. Mm-hmm. Both of them are totally correct because they are saying really the same thing in different forms. Yes. So uh, if you if you have if you have cold, you know the natural thing you do is to take warm tea, which it. And then that's what she's saying. The the only thing that they are saying really the same thing, but in different uh, ways. Yes. One water will help your body. Will help your body. So that's what he's saying. Just if you have cold and you are drinking cold water, you know that not naturally nobody will encourage that. Nobody will encourage you to drink cold. But what you think about? Well, you know, we used to uh, call it when we were children. They put you. 
your mother will put you on a seat mm-hmm. and then put leaves in a boy leaves and cover you with blanket. Yeah. So you take him in after good. I think that's what she's saying. Yeah. And that's what Dr. Chibos are saying. That's same things, but in two Way so I really really appreciate both views. Thank you. I really say something. Yes. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you for clarification. I have a, I have comments from Jessica Imano. He said cold water has has been shown to temporarily, if not only slightly, increase metabolism. Your body must warm the cold liquid, which requires the use of energy or calories. Drinking at least the recommended 64 ounces each day at a cool temperature can burn roughly 75% calorie a day. This might not sound like much, but over time and and coupled with other healthy habits, it will make a significant difference in your weight loss effort. So thank you, uh, Jessica, for giving us that information. I also have another comment from Dr. Mobu, he says the temperature of the water has not been increased in viral load or any virus, including COVID. Based on your preference, please drink any water at all. So I think we are all saying the same thing. Praise the Lord. So now I'm going to go to this to the next question. Now it says, do forgiveness, this is about forgiveness and apology. He said, do forgiveness have to be immediate? What, question number A, what if it is not sincere? B, what if they keep offending and apologizing? So what do you do? I have a pastor, Dorothy Manuel. I don't know whether she's responding to this or responding to the the last question. Pastor Emmanuel, um, Dorothy. Uh, but, but I thought I, I thought I saw, I saw Meg on the line before this one. She wanted to. Is it? I yeah. thought I said Meg. Yeah, she has a. She says she had a, a different question. Oh, okay. So fine. We're gonna okay. we're gonna come to her. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Thank you. Uh, Pastor Dorothy, are you on on? Oh, okay. <clears throat> Good evening, everyone. Praise the Lord. If I actually want to ask her if uh, water is helpful with, uh, with um, you know, uh, is it Belgian or, you know, like gas, you have a lot of gas. Water is helpful with that. That was what I wanted to add. That was why I raised my hand within we are talking about water, you know, but... um. In any case, for other question, um, forgiveness has to be immediate. The only thing is that the only thing is that maybe your body or your flesh might not really catch up with it right away. The nature of God in us. So, and then the nature of God is that God has already forgiven us. He's not saying, I, I will wait until you have performed the not. You forgive and then uh, it's something you ask God by his spirit to help you. And then because you love God and because you're a child of God, your new nature doesn't want to keep uh, you know, harbor unforgiveness. 
if you're genuinely born again, you want to let go right away. But your flesh will have to catch up with that. So it's then you have to trust God by His Spirit to help you to allow to let your flesh line up with what your spirit is already in agreement with because you have a, a joint spirit with the Lord with the Lord. And the Bible says he who is a, of the joint spirit with him, you know, is who he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. And the spirit in him is of unforgiveness. He's already has already forgiven you. And then uh, um, he said, what if the person keeps doing the same thing every uh, over and over again? That's why we have the... Uh, that's why we have the uh, fruit of the Spirit. We have a... Uh, Go right ahead. I thought I think we lost our pastor. So I um I'm gonna call on um, Esther. I've been talking oh. Oh sorry, yeah. We're not I've been, been talking. Ready. What happened? Maybe somebody muted me. I don't know. All right. So, so I don't know which area you which aspect because I've been talking, I didn't know you weren't hearing me. So what I was saying is that it's immediate because you have the nature of Christ in you. I have a joint spirit with him. And that joint spirit is one with him. And in, he doesn't have unforgiving spirit. So you have it. You have what it takes to forgive. If he says you can do all three, all things through Christ who infuses the inner it's absolutely true. But you just have to believe. You just have to agree with him that that's what it is. But your flesh might not line up right away. So we, we don't go by our feelings are fickle. We go by our new nature. We, we, we live by faith. And that faith is in what God said. God said, forgive. And he said, even if the person does it 70 times, 70 times, he said, until the person does it 70 times, seven times. But I have not seen anybody who keeps doing the same thing 70 times, seven times in a day. It has never happened. So... You and you have a long suffering, you have patience, you have what it takes to be able to withstand it. And if if you have not are not responding in that light, it means that it's an area that um, you trust God to help you to grow mature. And these things as you keep fellowshipping with the word of God, get to know what Jesus did for you. What's the love of God, the more and more you get to understand the love of God for you, the less and less it's, it's difficult for you to just let go. You know, it becomes less and less easy, you know, difficult. I mean, it, it, more and more easier for you to let go and let God. And then, you know, one other thing is as you keep modeling what is right, the Bible says overcome evil with good. If the person keeps doing the same thing over and over again, the Bible says you that stronger, you should, uh, you know, you should help the other one is weaker. Is probably the person has not yet matured to your level in the spiritual things as to know that what he or she is doing is not right. So you give that person room to go, but you constantly model 
you keep on modeling unconditional love you know you know regardless of what the person is doing you just keep on loving say that it's like you know is it cause or is it cause cause of hot fire that love will, will kind of overwhelm the person that at a point the person will begin to wonder how come i'm doing all this thing and this person is still responding this way and that's the way you got into work with in the life of the other person you give the holy spirit something to work with by showing the nature of god which is love so uh, i think that's that's what i, I will say here i can be a little bit difficult but the more you grow in the lord the easier these things become praise the lord hallelujah praise the lord hallelujah i i uh, esther do you have anything to add to this um praise the lord yes what i i want to add to that to what our pastor has just said which is absolutely true is that you know the the word of god tells us to be angry but sin not ephesians 4 26 says be angry but sin not let not the sun go down on your anger so that you do not allow the devil to come in because if you postpone the forgiveness then the song we said on your anger and then that it will brew brew up lots of you know evil thoughts and plans and everything towards the other person so it's good to be immediate so we should not let our anger bitterness or grievance you know linger on we should stick to the word of god that's what i i I wanted to add to what she has said. Yes, praise the Lord. Thank you both for, thank you, Pastor Dorothy and Esther for clarifying that. So I'm going to give one for for now. I'm going to give five minutes to Sister Happiness to, we dealt with um, mental health. We dealt with it for two days. So we're going to give her an opportunity to recap. We don't, most people, because we treated it the first, the first thing during this uh, family month, most people have forgotten to send their question. But so we're gonna give our opportunity to recap. We're giving her five minutes. Go right ahead. Thing to say. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, we had um, two sessions of uh, mental health, mental awareness. Like I said, we didn't discuss mental illness because we're looking for those little things that can actually, you know, impose problems to our mental health. And eventually, the ripple effect will be mental illness. And um, we had um, eight panelists, young adults, but they represented ages from ages four years old to their age because we discussed something like bullying, we discussed bereavement, we discussed separation, we discussed a lot of things. So what they did was they were asked to talk to the present these ages. So what happened is that we, statistic has it that bullying starts as early as age four or five. And if 
we don't notice those things and we don't address them, it can linger on and that can affect our children. And I made it clear that the adults, the young adults, they didn't come out to point fingers at their parents or anybody. All what they did was to educate us because we have children, you know, from ages, you know, younger ages to the adult one. And most times you may not know what is going on there. They have their own world. So they were trying to explain to us the things that happen in their own world. The things that happen, most times some problems start as early as when kids are in elementary school. And what we're trying to say is that if your child is acting up, please find out why your child is acting up. Don't beat the child or victimize the child because if, eventually they'll stop talking. They'll stop talking. Again, parents, we complain that our kids, they don't talk, but they are saying that they do talk. The reason why it seems or looks like as if they don't talk is they already know our answers. You know, the answers we gave them when they were little is still what we're giving them at this age. It has always been, don't do this, do this, it's your fault. And most times our children are crying for help. That's why they try, they want to talk to us. But when you shut them down, they don't have any choice but to either retrieve or look for somebody outside to help them. And God forbid, if they don't have people of like mind, like Christians, like them, they can discuss with the wrong people or they can get to the wrong people. You know, so we talked about battlefield of the mind. Unfortunately, we have to understand that the mind is so powerful. You can give somebody medication for headaches. You can give somebody medication for cancer. You can, for diabetes, high blood pressure. But what do you give to battlefield of the mind? What do you give to somebody that is losing their mind? And people don't lose their mind overnight. It's always something that happened, you know, over and over and over. And we do understand that the problems we have in our families is lack of communication. So what the young adults are saying is they wanted to be given the opportunity to speak to the parents and appeal to them to please, you know, try and look for a way to have effective communication with them. Why I said it's effective is that we do have communication with them, but either we are shouting or we are screaming. And at the end of the day, it doesn't yield anything. So what that's telling us is to please allow them to speak to us. Most times, they are making decisions. We should allow them to make their own decisions because they've grown. But they can always ask us, you know, to kind of give them, you know, an advice. Yes, you can give them an advice. Yes, we can suggest something. But it's always good to allow them to be the ones to make that final decision because at the end of the day, it's actually their life and their destiny. We do know what the scriptures say. God, you know, the scriptures say that before we were born, including them, that God has already planned our destiny. So if God has their destiny and has planned it for them and has planned our destiny for us, I think the right thing to do is for us to try and, and advise them whatever, you know, whatever choice they're making to advise them to first of all seek God's um, um, counsel first. In as much as we're going to advise them or talk to them, 
we have to allow them to actually thrive in the destiny God has made for them. Because if we force them to do certain things, because that's what we want them to do, the question we're going to ask ourselves, is that God's destiny for them? And we do know that you can only struggle in another person's destiny. If I'm seeing somebody doing something and I want my child to do that at all costs, is that what God has for my child? If that's not what God has for my child, my, my child is going to suffer. So eventually all what we try to do is to put together all the things that can cause uh, problems in the homes. And we do know that two cannot uh, work together unless they agree. So what we're trying to say is to please, we want to work with our kids. And I told parents, we didn't come thousands of miles from Africa to this place just to start fighting with our kids. We have to look for a way to work with our kids because eventually we're investing in them. We want them to invest in us when we get older. So when we invest in them in the right way, you know, <laughs> we'll expect the same. So we, want, we don't want them to move out of the house when there's not yet time. Yes, we got half a, half a minute left for you. Okay. Yes. So, um, because most of our kids are actually living below poverty level. And the way you know that is if a child, if they have school loan and they have to leave the house because we are stressing them, you know, they're going to have to get apartment. They're going to have to get a cab, cater for themselves. And eventually they might not even pay for their school uh, uh, loan. They may not even have enough. So it's good for us to all have peace in our homes and look for the unity. You know, most times we tell husband and wife, if you have problems, sit down and discuss it. And that's what we want to be doing with our kids so that we can have Amen. in our Amen. homes. Thank you very much for that recap. Thank you. So if you have any question regarding what they discussed on the mental health, please uh, type it in and we're going to, so we're going to call on Meg. She has a question. Remember today we have open mic. So even if, if the question is for something else, we need to entertain it today. Go right ahead, Meg. Okay. Um, Brock Chris, actually, I don't have uh, a question. I have a contribution to make concerning every recap that um, Sister Happy just um, made. So I have a contribution if you allow me to actually. You put your hand in your face and show you. Huh? Only half face and show you. Can you move this thing a little bit? Uh, yeah, move up a little bit. That is my face. <laughs> okay, better. Better. Okay. You can yeah, see my face now. No, move it again. Good. Now you're good. <laughs> okay. Are you good with me now? Yes. Okay. Okay. I'll start. Good evening, everyone. You know, and I thank God for everything. I thank God. I thank God for the um, togetherness in the world. You know, that's full of trials, and I thank God for the family, the strength, and everything. You know, I just want to, you know, actually not recap, but contribute in everything that, you know, the youth said and the, and um, the happy just recapped, you know, concerning family. You know, um, actually, when this thing started, it looks like, you know, we are fighting with our kids. And um, the way actually the, they worded everything, it didn't come out right. And that is the reason why I decided to, you know, 
bring some contributions to the table, we are, I think that we should all know that family actually is a circle of strength and love, you know, and um, if it is so, why are we fighting, you know, ourselves? And why are we thinking that parents are our problem? And why do we think that we don't love our children? You know, there is no parent actually that does not love their children, especially mothers. Mother can go at any length to make sure that they put food on their on the table for their children. And that is what I want to bring out today. Every young person that spoke or that is hurting or that know it or that whether their parent did something or did not do something or they think that they are not happy with their parents. I think the only thing they need to do is to do what to forgive and move on in life because there is no need to keep, you know, acting like your, your, your parent is your enemy. Your parent is not your enemy. My greatest treasure in, in life actually is my family. We are not perfect, you know, but I love them with all my heart. Family doesn't have to be perfect. You know, it just, you know, it just to be united. You need to be united with your family in order to have that, whatever you call perfect family. There's no family that is perfect. It's like music. Some, you know, some have high tune and some have low tune, but at the end of it all, it brings out a beautiful music. That's what family is all about. You know, most of our parents came from far, most of um, the parents are in Nigeria. They send their children over here. Remember, you don't have to choose your own parents. It's a gift from God to you. And you are a gift to them. So I don't see any reason why you think that they don't like you. So what am I trying to say? When we came here, actually, most of us did some, you know, some jobs, mm -hmm. menial jobs that you don't even, you can't think of. Just to put food on the table and to give you what you have today. So some of us are some of us send their children over here. One of the comments that I did not quite like actually is when one of the youth said that you know they need to go um, in the hotel, relax, you know, you know, forget about what is happening in Jay Z and so on and so forth. If we parents, you know, started our lives that way, relaxing in the hotel, you know, going from here and there, you you people wouldn't have had the kind of life you are having today. Amen. Yes. Yes. Thank huh? you. Good. Thank you very much. Um, I'm not finished actually. Okay. I'm not done. So you got you got you got half a half a minute left. So so okay. go right ahead. <laughs> actually, another another um one is bullying. You know, most kids that have been bullied in school, you know, regardless of the age, are those kids actually that think that they're up there. That, that, that other kids in school did not meet up with them. And this is something that actually started from home. This is something you need to let your children know that when you meet some, you know, some group in school, don't put your head, don't put your head high thinking that we are better than them or you're looking down on somebody or you think that you are too fat or too plumpy or too skinny or you think that you don't like yourself. Nobody notices that. If you are beautiful inside, just take it that way. Nobody cares whether you are big or you're small. So self-esteem actually is something that starts from home within you, not from anybody. And I don't see the reason why they should be put on parents. And if you have a, if you have a good communication skill with your parents, I think you should be able to come home, tell your parents what is going on in school. And if your parents did not act on that, 
that is why when you hold them responsible but if you come home and put everything inside of you thinking that they will just go out of their way to come and find out what is going on inside of you it's not possible it's your responsibility to communicate with your parents and let them know what is going on inside of you thank you thank you thank you Meg. thank you thank you very much i'm gonna i'm gonna now yield to uh, happiness to respond praise the lord um well we had um two sessions and um whatever (laughs) i don't think any this was what the kids discussed you know so they were very plain and honest with the the things they said so first of all i just made mention here that they discussed from ages four years old to themselves so the young adults were not just talking about themselves they spoke about from that age group and i'm not sure if a four-year-old knows what to do when the child is bullied in school and comes back and start having that communication skill with the mom or the parents they pick on these kids from that age and for instance my own daughter she spoke about her name and i think it's so very important to understand that everybody knows where the shoes hurts i cannot tell somebody that the shoes that hurts them they don't have the right to complain about the shoes that hurts them if a child has a name if you if you if you're an african and you have two long african names one is bad enough because you're going to be bullied if you're in this country they bully them it's a very standard thing i personally happiness has been a name that everybody has spoken about and because of the fact that i'm an adult i've had to deal with it up until now the first job i started in this place after my residency they just the first thing my the manager told me is is it okay to call you dr n why should they call me dr n my name is Wobu. and even my husband was told to be to call him his name uh, chris instead of uchenna so i think it's so very important to understand that some topics that we discuss is not for everybody and i know that some people are perfect and they're getting it right in their household but for people like me and some other parents that called me to talk about this um um topic and they gave me i got more than 20 or 30 positive uh, uh, uh feedback about this topic because those people have been there so if you haven't been there and you don't know what it is well it's probably not for you it's for parents that have been there for somebody that lost a child knows what it means to lose a child and i got a call from that person that some of the things we are discussing what the problem is is that parents were not listening it's called active listening listen to somebody when somebody tells you something and we're used you know to saying to somebody it's your fault even if it's your fault 
We are all in this Christ household together. God forgave us, right? So even if it's their fault, it's still okay for us to embrace them and discuss things with them. So whoever is wearing the shoes knows where it hurts. None of the kids actually, they were not disrespectful. Now, if you had um, gone through the last fellowship we had, we talked about rest. We talked about vacation. We talked about those things. So it wasn't as if they came out to tell their parents to rest. Yes, mental health is for everybody. It's for me, it's for all adults, and it's for them. And as a matter of fact, let's face it, mental health is more for the adults because we don't even know our problems. We do three, four, five jobs. We don't know when we're tired. What these kids are saying, that they understand that their parents are going through a lot. These kids, they actually commended their parents. They know that the first guy that spoke said, I know that my our parents, they brought us this far. They're doing everything for us. They did say it. They were working two, three, four jobs for them, but they would like us to rest too. That's what we tell ourselves. So telling your um, mother or your dad to rest is not something bad. We said it. I told people, please, Go outside and watch nature. Look, look, look at the birds. Don't stay in your house. We talked about that. You don't need to go to a hotel. But Pastor Dorothy was laughing the other day. We were all laughing. You know, go hiking. Do anything you want to do. So none of them disrespected anybody. And none of them, I made it clear. It's called, no, if you listen to me, I said they are not saying that we are their problem. They want communication. You cannot kill a child that wants to communicate with their parents. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, thank you, um, Dr. Happiness. Thank you. I, I want somebody else to chime in. You know, some of us had, had uh, the young adults speak to us uh, the first day and the, and the third day. So if you have any comment, um, can you do it now? Chris, can I talk, please? Yes, yes, Pastor, go right ahead. Uh, I just wanted to, to say two things. I think the, the the word that they use about going to the hotel, you know, this is the this is the culture here. You know, people go to hotel to take a vacation. Where we came from, no hotel. So we, you know, I think that the that the the language is really like uh, the current, you know, American typical language and these children were brought up here so i think they were speaking the uh, the language of the culture they they really grew up in so when they're talking about going to hotel i think they have in mind taking some time off because that's what normally happens around here so that's why i understand that but the number two what i wanted to comment on is that listening that they raised up is an issue it's not just for our children even husband and wife to sit down and listen needs to be disciplined. People generally don't listen. You make announcement, but they won't hear. They, after that, they call you and say, was it announced? And they're there. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know anybody here who won't say he has not encountered problem with listening. Somebody listening to him and saying a different thing from what he said. Everybody must have encountered it one place or the other. And then you wonder why you're not listening to me. We we listening is very important. I think it's something we should all cultivate. Because the Bible tells us to listen more 
you know but uh, it's generally we are you know this this uh, um, habit of not listening it's like i know what you want to say it's like i am you know i think it's a general thing that has really impaired communication generally it's not just only for what they're saying is absolutely true because it is what happens generally even in the society among us you know yeah, when you when you i mean i don't know anybody who so the school teachers will tell you this they teach their heart out <laughs> you know and realize that the people they are teaching have they ask some questions you wonder why were you not uh, here when i was teaching you sweating and worrying my heart so every Sunday school teacher will tell you. I don't know any Sunday school teacher who has not will not tell you. I've encountered it. You know, so it happens between husband and wife too. It has really affected marriage. Amen. I'm telling you. So it's not just for our children. I'm just encouraging us to try to develop the humble attitude of listening to somebody's point of view, even when you don't like it. There are some things still to learn from the person. Thank you. That's what I wanted to say. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I have Nkiru Mwobu. She raised her hand, so we're going to give her an opportunity. Yes. Go right Hi, ahead. everyone. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Hi, I just wanted to make a quick comment um, because I was one of the panelists that spoke, one of the young adults, and I was the one that talked about bullying. Um, I want to say, first of all, and I think I can speak for all of us that spoke, that we have a very, we hold our parents in very high regard, regardless of what our opinions are about how they communicate or how things went down between us. We hold our parents in very high regard. And I think we said quite a few times that we appreciate everything that they've done for us. And we have so much grace for them because we are older and because we are understanding. Um, to move on to talking specifically about bullying and things of that nature, I think it's really important not to put the responsibility on, on children not to be bullied. Um, I think if somebody, if your child is going into school and people are making fun of them or harassing them or hurt, physically hurting them for whatever reason, it can't be on that child to, to change their attitude or to, to stop acting a certain way because I can almost guarantee that they're not acting in a way that warrants that bullying. It's just happening to them. And that's why they come home and they try to share what's happening. And so a reaction like, well, stop acting this way or maybe stop, you know, doing whatever you think is eliciting the problem. Once a child hears that, the problem at school will continue and now they just will not come home and tell you about the problem because the way that you just reacted, the response that you gave was not necessarily helpful and was actually hurtful because how is it my fault that kids are bullying me because of my name or the way that I look? It can't be because of the way that I act. It, it's just, um, so I think it's important to really, as we just talked about listening and empathy, um, and I think we should we should try to exercise that with our kids as much as possible, especially when they're going through things like that that are out of their control. Thank you, thank you very much, Inkiru. Thank you for uh, giving us an in-depth explanation. So I'm going to go to Pastor Pastor Dorothy Emmanuel. She raised her hand. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay. All right. 
So I wanted to encourage uh, us as parents, you know, you know, when we, especially when we encourage these children to please be real, we want them to be authentic. Our children, they are growing up in this country and they are learning some of these cultures, which I really admire very much. The people that I work with, people of this country that I know, a lot of them are really very genuine, very, very real, you know, not playing to the gallery. So I think it's important that we don't shut them off. We want them to really be real. If there's anything that needs to be corrected, when we hear some of these things that needs to be corrected, we can correct our children. That's fine. But we don't want to, you know, do it in a way that will make them to, to shut off and then, uh, and then uh, kind of, uh, you know, take everything in and not expressing themselves. So I think it, I will really highly recommend that we have that kind of open-mindedness whereby they feel free to just air their views, then where they need to be corrected, we can correct them. And then I think, uh, you know, this, uh, you know, I know my children suffered a lot of um, bullying, Ugo, even right in front of me when I when they were in high school, you know, I, w- I was doing substituting and I would watch my children being bullied by some other students, you know. So these things are really real. And it doesn't make anybody happy. I know my son, Onyeka, she, he will giggle his own through. He will make joke out of it, you know. But, you know, we're all human beings. So, well, anyway, we are, we are, we now have the nature of Christ in us, at least. Amen. But all I'm saying is let's encourage them to be open. Let, I don't want us to shut them off. But if there's anything that needs to be corrected, we can correct. But I want them to be real. And this is what we too, as Nigerians and as adults, as Africans, should be learning to be real, to be authentic and not hide things under the carpet. It's so, it's so healthy. You know, when you're dealing with people and you're really open, you know. So I don't want us to to close this kind of an open mindedness that I, and they, and they are encouraging us to take a break. Uh, God, I, I I have been learning too, because now now that I take time to kind of rest myself better, I'm healthier. So please, I think it's a wonderful thing, but let's not shut them off. I want them to still keep being open-minded as, as, as against the, the way our children were brought up in the African uh, setting. So thank you. Thank you, pastor. Thank you. It's awesome. Awesome. Awesome contribution. Now I, I have an open mic question. So he says, does God choose your spouse for, uh, for you? Or do you use wisdom to choose your spouse? So I guess somebody has to answer this question. Either the pastors or anybody that has has the actual knowledge of answering this kind of question. It's couples forum now. <laughs> you people are in charge of marriage. Tell us. That's what your castle people all the time. Let us benefit. All right. So, Pastor Chukuma, can you answer this? He says, does God choose your spouse for you? Or do you, through wisdom, choose your spouse? 
Lord. Hallelujah. Well, I think um, we should let God choose as pastors. And the way we have to do this is, you know, when 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 somebody reaches the age of uh, marriage, when you are about to get married, or let me say, parents, as a parent, you start praying for your child's spouses, that God will open their eyes so that they'll be able, you know. To make the right decision towards uh, choosing their own spouse. Now God will not, you know, wake you up and say, "Hey, this is your wife." But God can direct you in one way, direct you to meet your own spouse that He has arranged for you. So when, we, when you continue to pray, God will direct you to the right person, you know, to be your wife. God will answer that prayer, and He is He is the one that is going to direct you. When you talk of wisdom, what the worst wisdom is foolishness. Your wisdom cannot uh, lead you to choose the right person. Your wisdom can deceive you. Your wisdom can blind you. So, but but God is the one that can give you the right direction towards uh, you know the right person to marry. I remember uh, this story about uh, 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 this past, a pastor from India. Now he, he wanted to get married, but he said that God told him that his wife is going to come, come from America. Now he has never been to America before. He does not know anyone in America, and he has no plan to go to America. But one day, the day his wife came. He came as a, as a missionary, and God sent her to that church. And as soon as you know, she entered that church, God told him, this is your wife. And that's how he got married to her. So God can plan it in a way that, uh, you you know, you when you see your wife, you know that God, this is, this, this is the right person that God you know, has chosen for you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Awesome, awesome. Now I have a mm -hmm. Pastor Dorothy raise her hand, and after that, we're going to go to charity. Uh, yes. Pastor Dorothy, go right ahead. Okay, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, uh, the Bible said that, um, that to Adam, he said, I will make him a helper that is comparable with him. He said, I will make him. So if God said, I, is the same for all of us. He also is the one that will give us the one that is comparable, that is our own, you know, better help. But, you know, he gave us uh, his spirit. We have to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. You know, be, fellow, be, be familiar with the word of God. So that you'll be able to be familiar with how he's leading you. He said, my sheep hear my voice. And then keep on seeking God. Keep on growing in the Lord. Uh, when it's the time for you for a life partner, you ask him for it. 
And when you ask, believe that you have received. And you will see it. So if, if you believe you have received after you have asked, then keep on pursuing God. Keep on trusting him. He, he knows how to do the connection. Amen. He knows how to do it. You don't need to tell him. And then he will, he will guide you by that inward, you know, witness and peace. The peace of God that passes all human understanding. And then you also have your spiritual leaders. You have your pastors. You have your parents. You know, you can also allow them to help you judge. Then you say, this is what I'm thinking. When you receive that green light, you can also share with them. They will only counsel you. They will advise you, but they are not going to choose for you. The final decision is still yours. And you follow the peace of God. And then you're good to go. But for ladies, I will always suggest that you don't go, don't go pursuing a man. Do not go doing that. The Bible said is a man that whosoever finds a wife, finds a good thing. Your own will find you. God knows how to get that person to find you. So but don't go seeking after a man. But make yourself, you know, you know live for God. Serve God. You know, keep on developing yourself in the things of God. When is the time? Trust God to, to bring that person, to make that person locate you, to make that person find you wherever you are. And don't ever be anxious about it. God is faithful. He knows, you know, the right timing and he will work it out for you. But you don't have to be anxious. God is very faithful. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Chris, I have something important to say here, please. <laughs> okay, go right ahead, Pastor. I want to remind us that God did not set prophets in the church to guide you. Because a lot of people out of discretion are looking for prophets to tell them who to marry. That would destroy your life. God, let me repeat it. God did not put prophets in the church to guide you. They were not put there to guide you. Let me repeat it again. If you go to a prophet to confirm and you give them picture, they say, give me picture. Let me, that is, that is absolute demonic. So don't follow prophet. Say the prophet told me you will wreck your life. Just follow the spirit of God. My sheep hear my voice. Jesus said, and he's faithful to guide you. That's what I wanted to say. Awesome. Pastor. Thank you for reminding us about that. So I'm going to yield to charity. Is this charity or your, your, your honey? My honey. <laughs> the, that's my honey, but, but honey on, on, the, on the screen it says charity. So. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's, it's quite scary how the, the, exactly how this answer came to my heart is three things. And that's exactly the way Pastor Dorothy said it. But I'm going to say exactly how I feel about it. Like, let the Spirit of God lead, the Spirit of God is the one that leads us into all the truth, right? So, including that, including including who to marry, and then that the peace of God is umpire, right? So, having peace about that very person is also umpire. Umpire is the one that is guiding the the, the baseball game and directing it. So there needs to be peace about the the the, the marriage. And and then again finally 
the thought that I have about this is to that everything about our lives now is that of faith. So don't panic, even with age. I think, <laughs> I don't know, it's just in that order. To serve God, to be involved in, in, in uh, serving God, and just identify yourself as a believer that you are wherever you are, that you love God and you're passionate and you're serving Him, and not looking one foot in the world and one foot in Christ, because that leaves somebody nowhere, right? And identifies that person with no one, basically. No one is sure which one you are really in. So those type of situations, like trusting God, knowing fully, fully well that God will bring the right person, it's how I want to answer that question. Thank you. I have another hand. And also, Thank you. Oh, sorry, can I add one more thing? Okay, go ahead. So the thing I'm adding is really not on this sub question. It's about the forgiveness. And uh, can I uh, do you want me to do that later, or is it okay? Can I speak on that? Um, I, I'll hold it. I'll hold it. Yeah. Yeah, hold that. I'll okay. we'll give you another opportunity. Okay. So we got six minutes left. So I want to uh, Esther. You raise your hand. Can you? Can you just? Say something quickly uh, with me. Praise, praise the Lord. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to add, you know, to this uh, topic about choosing uh, of somebody's uh, life partner. That it depends how you make your bed is how you lie on it. What is your priority in life? For instance, I know that uh, personally, I wasn't born again. Well, per se, I wasn't born again when I got married. But my priority was I needed somebody that will have the fear of the Lord, you know, among the young men coming my way. And I was praying to God. I made a vow to God. I said, Lord God, send me somebody that, you know, will love you, taking me to church and, you know, like coming to the hostel. And and God actually sent this man my way, my wonderful husband. So, so I'm saying that, you know, it depends on what, where, the, where is your mind? What do you want? What will make your priority? Well, is if God is your priority, God will surely direct you and direct the action your way. That's what I wanted to contribute. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, so, I owe you chick fil oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's amazing. <laughs> okay, so so uh, thank you, Esther. It was awesome. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna talk to my uh, you to my wife again to finish her thought. Okay. Uh, thank you. One minute. Okay, so I was thinking about the answers to that forgiveness, and then and I'm wondering about how about just being offendable. Like, I, if you have a family scenario when when people in that family are just offendable, I don't know if that makes any sense. But if, if when a family and we just get offended at each other every time, every way we turn, how can that even lead to? You know, how can we even start talking about forgiveness? I, I I feel like what needs to be said is people to to be you know generous in just not getting offended as well. I think that needs to be put in there as well, like strengthening our hearts so that we give room, right? Give room, even though the Bible says offenses will come, but how about? giving room or wider room 
to to getting offended and and training our spirit in that sense where when we get offended we practice we just practice letting it go without waiting for apology you know what i mean so because that will really help things along so much more uh, and this this is not something that I'm, I'm saying it because I'm good at it. I'm just saying that I'm just thinking that this is what's going to help a lot along the way in in uh, forgiveness and offenses. Thank you. Praise the Lord. So we got three more minutes left. So I mean, I mean, you have a closing thoughts. If you have any closing thoughts, I'm giving you. I'm yielding one minute to you. Anyone? So we have a, we have another question here, but um, I don't think we'll be able to crack it today. We're gonna. He said, "Why do you draw the line between dismissing one one in the word of God versus encouraging one in the word of God?" I think we need to clarify this answer better. But somebody posted that. Where do you draw the line between? dismissing one in the word of God versus encouraging one in the word of God. If you want to answer it, you have one minute. What do you mean? What does it mean dismissing one? That needs to be clarified. Uh, yeah, it needs to be clarified. Yes, I don't so know. While, while she uh, clarifies that, I want to yield to Mohammed. One minute, Mohammed. Go right ahead. Good evening, uh, brethren. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, this family forum has been eye-opening. I just want to mention that in the next family forum meetings that we are going to have, we should come up with uh, a topic that help family to deal with uh, when they have children that, uh, that have a one mental disorder or the other. Uh, I think it's something that a lot of families are dealing with and is challenging a lot of families. Uh, I want to recommend that we should look into it and see how we can advise families on these issues. Thank you. Thank you, Mohammed. It's under advisement and we're gonna we're gonna consult our ministry overseers and we look into it. Thank you very much. Uh, please, uh, I ask one question with regards to water. If it helps with um, with uh, bulging or you know, like gassing, I, I, I wanted to know if they can chip in something. Okay. Um, yes. Go okay, ahead. I'll, I'll try and be quick. So, belching, belching is caused by swallowing air. You know, the air uh, it sits in your esophagus, your swallowing pipe, or your stomach. Um, when you eat food, when you drink um, uh, carbonated drinks like soda, all of these things help. I mean, cause you to to burp. You know, so that's that's gas. That's more so in the in the upper part of your of your gastrointestinal tract. What what I mean, what am I talking about? That's your esophagus. Um, drinking drinking water. Um, Regards to belching, uh, that that can assist to just kind of help the air that's already in your esophagus you know, help you to burp it out. Now, in terms of gas, that's a different thing. Gas, flatus, passing gas, um, that is caused by uh, how would I put it? Um, as you're digesting the food, the food starts to ferment inside of your intestine. 
you know, all of our intestine has bacteria inside of it. So, um, you know, as the bacteria is breaking down the food, it's giving off a gas, you know, and that causes abdominal distension or you feel bloated or for some people, they're passing a lot of gas, you know, a lot. Um, drinking water helps to move that along a lot more faster. If, if, if um, food products or digestive products are just sitting inside the intestine for a longer period of time, um, uh, you're more likely to have more of that fermentation, more of the bloating, more of the gas. So when you drink water a lot, it helps you. It helps to push it along a lot faster, and as a result, um, you have less bloating, less gas. So again, that's that's just an, another addition to the many things, the many many things that drinking a lot of water uh, uh, benefits you. Thank you very much. Um, tonight, I thank all, all our contributors and all our panelists and those who, who spoke in the past. Thank you very much for all that you have brought in today. Thank you for your insight and God has, God has used you today to minister to us.